Good morning, friends and foes. This is Back of the Cereal Box, the pop culture podcast that celebrates the fun of the Saturdays of our youth. I am your host, the prophet of pop culture, John Pica. You can call me Johnny. And this morning, I'm so excited. We're going to talk about one of my all-time favorite Saturday morning cartoon superheroes, the Hanna-Barbera classic, Space Ghost. And we are going to do that right after this from the Murdering Crows. It's like Coca-Cola, Levi Strauss, Johnny Carson and Mickey Mouse. The first star was James Dean. Heaven's present, yeah, he's still the king. Some things are only imitatable. You can't be that original. Thank you very much to the Murdering Crows, our good friends, for that awesome theme song. You can get their album, Four Bad Crows, at Amazon, iTunes, Google, or anywhere you buy music. And of course, we want to thank our Cereal Box super friends, Cade Hawkins, Eli Cash, Cindy Kep, Sharice Collins, Dave Mattingly. And they keep this show running smoothly with a donation and subscription at buymeacoffee.com slash Cereal Box Pod. If you want your name in lights, you can contribute as well and get on the list. Can you dig that? I knew that you could. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we are here this morning on Back of the Cereal Box to talk about Space Ghost. I'm so excited about this. So excited. We've saved it kind of towards the end for a reason because I I love Space Ghost. And who am I? I am the prophet of pop culture, John Pica. You can call me Johnny. Avengers comics, Star Wars movies, and Saturday morning cartoons made me who I am today. And we are called back at the cereal box because I am of an age where we did not have smartphones or tablets at the breakfast table on Saturday morning or any morning for that matter. So we were sitting down with big bowls of cereal to watch cartoons, read comic books, watch kaiju movies. And in between cartoons, comics, and kaiju movies, we were reading the back of the cereal box. That was our newspaper. That was our world. This morning, I am eating Cocoa Pebbles Crunched, the very last of the Cocoa Pebbles Crunched. And this back of the cereal box has all kinds of fun games. There's a maze with Barney's wires going from his guitar to the amp. There's a game where you count the stars in the picture, uh, a game where you match the notes coming out of Dino's uh, saxophone. And then if you want, I should do this. Now that the box is empty, you cut out this, this section right here and you put your phone in it and the box becomes a speaker. How cool is that? Anyway, that's what I have in my bowl this morning. Let's meet our co-hosts. The one, the only, 
Peppermint Princess, Social Media Socialite, My Emotional Support Canadian, all the way from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, by way of the magic of the internet. She is a fan of Ninja Turtles, of Power Rangers, and all things superhero, especially the X-Men. Give it up for Willow Skyler. Good morning, Willow. How are you this morning, Willow? Yeah, I stayed out a little too long last night. Um, not drunk. Wait, wait, you did? <laughs> one, of my, one of my castmates, however, may have, may have a slight um, hangover. Oh, wait, wait, so. you, you, you did get drunk or you were not oh, drunk? Uh, my, my director offered to buy us beer last night. So I had one and one of my castmates had a little few too many. A lot. All right. Yep. <laughs> so, Willow, what is in your bowl this morning? What are we celebrating I am Saturday? So with? glad that you asked. I found Cinnabon. Oh my gosh! So you know what? That showed up in Middle Tennessee for the briefest moment, and I have not been able to find it. So, oh. how is it? Have it's you tried not, it yet? It's not too bad. Um, it. I was expecting it to be a lot sweeter, but I'm glad it's not. So it definitely has like it it, it kind of reminds me of cinnamon toast crunch, but in, in little shapes of cinnamon like little cinnamon buns. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, let's welcome in our third co-host all the way from Columbia, Tennessee, coming from us or coming to us from a secret bunker in Columbia, Tennessee. She is a fantastic cosplayer, photographer, and all-around comic book geek fan. She is the one, the only, Aubrey Cavett. Good morning, Aubrey. Morning, everyone. How are you? We are doing great. And just when I thought that Aubrey couldn't look any prettier, look at her. Look at how beautiful she is this morning. It's all the magic of the lighting, I swear. That is fantastic. Well, um, Aubrey, what is in your bowl? Ooh, okay. So I was really excited about this, guys, because, you know, I'm not a huge cereal fan all the time as much as I used to be. As we get older, we have to be a little wiser, a little more picky. Look what I found. Ooh. What is this? Somebody tell me what happened to the world and why this man, this lovely ginger, you know, I just happen to be, and, you know, I'm just saying, what is he thinking? Does he not know that we have a huge weakness for chocolate? I mean, oh, my God. Okay, so s'mores is one of my favorite flavors. I've never tried this. And I made sure that nobody got to the box this time because somebody <laughs> got to my Fruity Pebbles last time before I got to try it. And there wasn't much to try this time. We're gonna put it straight into the bowl. If you want to do a close-up, yeah, let's 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 do that. Okay, wait, hold, hold, hold on. What's in Aubrey's bowl? Here we go, Aubrey. You've got mm. the chocolate Lucky Charm s'mores. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. There's actual. What is that? Is that golden grams? That looks like golden rings in there. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, 
Yeah, you have to try this right now. Oh, it's just going to the ground. This is amazing. I think I might, I think I might be in trouble now, guys. I usually don't eat this much cereal, but this is really, really good. Okay, and look on the back. Check oh, it out. look at this! So Willow, mm. that looks like a back of the cereal box for Cryptid Crunch. Some Ooh, camp yeah. campfire stories. Is that a unicorn hiding behind the tree? <laughs> mm -hmm. I love that. Oh my and, and it's trying to roast its marshmallow. <laughs> it's singular marshmallow on its horn. Yep. No, right oh, there. Oh, I okay. I see. Yeah, I you see, see him. <laughs> okay, so I have a confession to make. I am not a fan of Lucky Charms because but you like Golden Grams. I love Golden Grams, and I love chocolate cereal. I, I mean, I'm eating the Cocoa Pebbles crunched right now which by the way i'm i'm going to give you guys a warning the pebbles crunched cocoa pebbles taste really good it smells awful really yeah i was like why does this smell like burnt cardboard but then and i mean it did it smelled horrible but then once it's in the milk and on the tongue it's delicious I have a confession to make, hmm. and I really don't care if the audience hates me for it. I'm going to say ahead of time, I was the kid who always picked out the marshmallows. Uh -huh. hmm. Because you loved them or because you hated them? I was also the kid that separated my food. Yeah, that's just weird. But <laughs> no, did, did, you, did you take the marshmallows out because you loved them or hated them? Well, it was kind of funny. I liked the I, the texture of the way they melted separate from the cereal. So I'd put all the marshmallows in my mouth and then I'd sip like a whole spoon of just milk. I'm fairly certain all of us did that. Really? Okay. Jonathan, You're not the only weird, weird one. <laughs> okay. Well, I am really super excited because I'm, I'm not a Lucky Charms fan, but I am a chocolate cereal fan. So, mm. and I'm a Golden Grams fan. And I used to hate marshmallows in cereal. Because when I was a kid, Aubrey, you'll remember this. The the marshmallows started really chalky. And, and it, you know, they had like really, really, really saturated. Chalky. Yeah. And they've yep. changed them now. And they're not like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, so I might like that Lucky Charm s'mores. I'm gonna go find that because I need something new. I'm I'm out mm. of the new stuff. So it's, that's it's, it's pretty good. I have to say I love Golden Graham. So check it out, guys. Yeah. So for those of you who are in the audience and you're like, why are these people eating cereal on the air? Well, that's part of the Saturday morning experience when we were growing up. It is Saturday mm -hmm. morning when we do this show live, and here's how this show works. You guys watching, everyone in our audience gets to be a part of the show by commenting. Like Andrew Milden says, good morning. I love the topic today. Oh, I do too. You're going to love it. Um, Dave Mattingly says, good morning, Box Tops. Good morning, Dave Mattingly. Uh, and, oh, Aubrey Cavett re replies to Carlin. Morning, Carlin. Aubrey, what in the world? How are you on? 
I'm not going to ask. There's a there's there's a portal somewhere. Mm. Um, and Dave Mattingly says Willow and Aubrey. What a day for total babes. Oh, sweet. And, and what am I, Dave? Chop liver. Um, <laughs> And uh, Andrew Milden says, mix Golden Grams and Oreo cereal together. Mm. Mm. Might have to Sounds do that. Good. Oh, my gosh. This yeah. isn't far off from it, guys. Yeah, I, I'm going <laughs> to try it. I'm going to try it. So that's how this show works. Um, you guys can comment. And I want to know, for everyone in our audience, what is in your bowl this morning? Comment with that. And... Uh, Dave Mattingly says, what a day for chopped liver. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, so we, we we poured the cereal. The next thing that we did when we were kids, everyone knows, we reached into the cereal box to dig out the prize. This is one of our audience's favorite uh, sections, and it's called New Loot. And New Loot is brought to you this morning by the Tales of the Decoverse series available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever you get books. And you guys, so I, I, my, my collecting has been very scarce in the last couple of months because I've been producing a live theater show. And mm -hmm. as Willow and I were talking about it before going on air, Producing live theater can be very expensive. So I've not been able to get out and get a whole lot. My my budget has been like minuscule. But this week I went to Ollie's. They have good stuff sometimes. Yeah. Check this out. From Ollie's. I got... Yeah, so check this out. This is this is an action figure line that I am obsessed with. It's the Marvel Legends Retro series. Um and and with the Kenner stamp. So they're made Aubrey like Kenner Star Wars figures from the 70s but with Marvel characters. That's so cool. So just limited articulation, head, shoulders, uh and and waist, legs. Um, but they're very similar to the 1970s line from Mego called Pocket Heroes. And the Pocket Heroes, Green Goblin was the best. And so um, I, you, you'll never believe how much this was at Ollie's on clearance. Oh, no, wait. $2.99. Wow. This, this normally retails for ten bucks, two ninety nine at Ollie's. Now I, I will tell you, I never saw this at like Target or Walmart. It never hit big, big box retail that I'm aware of, and um, but I found it uh, at Ollie's. But that's not all. Wait, there's more. Mm -hmm. So. I love Marvel Legends and Star Wars Black Figures. That is my jam. And that's what I collect. And this one has been on the list to get for two years. Oh. For two years. But I, I couldn't justify the $25 price tag. I, I love I love 
Scarlet Witch. I and love. I, the I don't Coast blame Avengers. you on the price tag thing because yeah, the, my uh, when I bought uh, when I found my uh, my figurine similar to that uh, of uh, Miss Marvel, thirty dollars. Yeah, yeah, it's well, and that's what they've gone up to now 30, 34 bucks. Um, and and I saw Scarlet Witch everywhere for the last two years, but you know, because it was everywhere, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna wait for it to go on clearance, I'm not gonna pay 25 bucks because it's not, it's not a rare, hard to find action figure. Ollie's $7.99. Oh, wait, dun dun dun. So now my West Coast Avengers series is complete. <laughs> so I'm nice. super excited about that. Anyway, so you guys got any prizes from the cereal box this morning? Do you have any new loot? I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. <gasps> is that Elvira? Yes. Yes. Okay, so I'm <laughs> trying very hard not to collect uh, <laughs> any pop figures, but they keep releasing an Elvira pop figure like every uh, every year, and this is the third one that I have so far. So, um, I what style yeah, would I you call that? Glow in the dark. Uh, she black light, so I'm gonna have to find myself a little black light to uh, put her under. Um, but uh, yeah, so I have her on a couch, I have her black dress, and this one. I missed the one where she's uh, dressed up in uh, in the mummy costume, <clears throat> but I'm sure I could find that somewhere, but I'm not looking on eBay right now. <laughs> Well, so you say that you're avoiding collecting pops. You're not really collecting pops. You're collecting Elvira. <laughs> That's how you look at it. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't collect pops either, Willow, but I have a pops collection because I collect certain characters. And I, I become obsessed. So, like, I'm obsessed with the Phantom and the Rocketeer. So I've got every iteration of Phantom and Rocketeer figures that I can find. <laughs> And so, but I don't collect pops, but I have a Rocketeer pop. So there you go. That's how you justify it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, a couple of months ago, uh, Elvira came out with the uh, Monster High doll of herself, mm -hmm. and they did a pre-order thing. And talk about a fiasco! I'm still miffed about that. Oh no! What happened? Like immediately, as soon as you, as soon as it went on sale, it was sold out. Oh no! It was a online exclusive. Yeah. You you could only get it online from, uh, uh, is it Mattel that does Monster High? Yeah. Yeah. And so it did. It sold out within twenty minutes. And I couldn't, I couldn't put in my information, like my my information for like the. Um, the shipping information prior to to it all i don't know why yeah there there's it, their whole system uh, was was crap <laughs> we 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 actually um lucas leverett and i did a special bonus episode of back of the cereal box about this very issue 
Um, because I remember Willow, you were trying to order it, pre-order it, and then you got locked out, couldn't get it, and immediately, like within less than 24 hours, it was on sale on eBay for like 500 bucks. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was crazy. Whoa. Scalpers were using auto renew technology to buy up all of those pre-orders and then resell them. It, it's oh. a problem. But even a bigger problem is that multi-million dollar corporations are using crowdfunding or pre-order systems for something that should have been released to retail. Anyway. I think yeah, we I forget that the reason that we have fans for anything is because we were able to become and becoming fans. Part of it is getting that swag or having that opportunity that you never thought you would to have something that's like your memorabilia, your thing to hold well, of that fandom. There, there's something magical to me about going down the toy aisle and discovering something you never saw before, discovering yeah. it for the first time. And, and, you know, with a lot of the way that the market has gone, they've completely bypassed that. And, you know, it's frustrating to me that Mattel and Hasbro are the two big, um, the, the two big culprits here. They have decided that although the toy market 46% of the toy market is adult collectible uh, collectors um, because Walmart and Target can't get their act together and stock things mm. that actually sell. Hasbro and Mattel has been forced to go direct. And what really bites me is that they're doing crowdfunding for a lot of them. Um, but that's another yeah. show for another day. <laughs> Aubrey, do you have any prizes from the cereal box this morning? I do. So I have never been as big a fan of Space Ghost as I could have been. And I found out the hard way how hard it is to find things. So coming out of my cereal box is literally a retro TV. Wait a Where did you find that? That's this cool. is about on Amazon. So it looks like a retro TV and it has the original Space Ghost. Um, and it says the space safari. So that's fantastic. I think that's awesome. That's going to be on my fridge forever. But I also found something that I will say is, you know, I do. I, I'm old school. I do like comics, and I was a little bored last night, so I kind of opened this one a little early. But you can see a little tip over there. <gasps> Starbrand. And so I have never come across this comic before. Really? In all of my searches. Um, so what, now I'm going to look for it. What issue is that? So this is issue, was it September 9th? And it also says Higgins and Wyack after Kirby, if you look right here at the very yeah, top. So, so that's a classic uh, Kirby uh, illustration that they redid. But it doesn't say what issue at the, uh, on the front. I think. Is that is that nine? Yes. Yeah, it's nine. Or, issue okay. number nine. So, so you, you are not familiar with Starbrand or the new No, universe? No. Okay. Tell us a little bit about this, Johnny. 
So in the 80s, Marvel launched a new universe called the New Universe. And it, the whole goal, it was kind of the precursor to the Ultimates or the Ultimate <laughs> Universe, if you're familiar with that. Um, the whole goal was to create more realistic, grounded uh, characters. But the, the real gimmick was that the stories actually happened in real time. So, so if there was a month between issues... It was a month between, uh, in real time, it was a month. So things would have happened off panel between issues that you weren't privy to. Um, it was kind of a cool idea. And Starbrand was the Superman of that line. Right. Starbrand is an energy entity that bonds with a host and gives the host immeasurable power. But it burns out the host. It 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 will eventually kill the host. Oh my god! Okay, so I'm an anime anime fan, and this sounds like one of my like old care. Okay, I'm 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 so into this now. Well, so a couple of years ago, maybe five years ago, it may be longer than that. I I lose track of time. Um, Jonathan Hickman, um, on his run of Avengers, you know they did um they did a new secret wars where they like they merged all of the Marvel universes, the ultimates universe, the, the new universe with Marvel six one six. And they brought star brand into the mainstream Marvel universe. And it was a boy at the time joined the Avengers and the star brand has become kind of a mainstay of the Avengers over the last 10 years um, coming in and out of the team with each new host. So there you go. That's pretty cool. I'm 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 kind of into it now. I'm I I, I have to admit that's a one thing I'd like to talk about with our fans and you some other time is maybe foraying into the anime world because I'm going to tell you you think I'm a fan of comics, but I'm a huge fan of anime. Like when I say huge, like um, I'm the anime grandma. I love it. Well, here's the good thing about those new universe books. Mm -hmm. They're dirt cheap. Oh, okay. Because they didn't sell well. Um, and so you can pick them up for like a dollar each. Or, you know, I found the collected edition of um, Cyforce. Cyforce was so cool. These five psychics. It was basically the precursor to Captain Planet. Um, think of it that way. These five people with psychic abilities, each different. You know, a telepathic, telekinetic, a empath, a, you know, precognitive they merge together to form the psy hawk which is Ooh. was this entity that had all of their powers combined and it was very cool psy force you can get that whole collection for like five bucks then someone needs to go out and do that i'm telling you guys because even if <laughs> even if you're not as big a fan of the characters the retro advertisements again I'm I'm that kind of a fan. Like we have a big conspiracy going on right now with the changing of the M and M's. Come on, guys, check Wait, out so the old retro M and M's. Chocolate fun for everyone. Do you see that? All inclusive, everyone, everyone. So I I don't know what the controversy is. What's the controversy with M and M's? Well, they changed the green M and M because she was too sexy. What? Look at the original green M&M, guys. 
Wait, really wait a minute. That. that one, that Eminem looks completely naked already. I wait, mean, wait, we're talk about public nudity. The, the green, <laughs> oh my gosh, the green Eminem was too sexy. I just heard about this, so it's a silliness. But anyway, I mean, yeah, come on, guys. Who, who's like? These don't even at... look like they have a gender. Can we just say this? <laughs> Everyone looks the same. Okay. They all look the, like Eminem. The, the anti-woke people went a little <laughs> nuts over We're not going to get into the politics of it. No, but, no. We're going to look at the comics of it. Check this out, man. Oh, my gosh. You Wedding guys. Of the wow. Year. That was the event of the year that year. And um, Saga number 22 and 21. Look at that. Yeah, that's when most people agree that Spider-Man the whole title, the whole storyline took a nosedive after he actually got married to Mary Jane. And we're talking about, you know, well, She-Hulk coming out. Check out that. Oh, love it. Love it. Five well, a dozen, save $2 yeah, the, on every Marvel title. Look at this, guys. Yeah, that's the su subscription ad. I used to subscribe, get them in the mail. Loved it. Loved it. That's awesome. I, I love that. Thank you for taking us down that trip down memory <laughs> lane. And in a minute, we're going to go down another trip down memory lane talking about Space Ghost. But we've got some viewer comments, some audience comments. And our audience comments this morning are brought to you by Nightly Spirits. <laughs> 17 cities across the country feature ghost tours and haunted attractions through nightlyspirits.com. You can use our promo code John P six six seven and take ten percent off a ghost tour this late summer or fall and have the spookiest time of your life. Ooh. So, listener, viewer, audience comments. Let's see what we got here. So, um, all right. So, golly, we got a bunch. Thank you guys for showing up. So yes, good morning. Brad Parnell says 1960s Hanna-Barbera, the golden age of Saturday morning cartoons. You're not wrong. And we're going to be talking about Space Ghost in just a moment. Um, and Carl Witzman says, hello, swapped over from Facebook. Hello, Thank Carl. you, Carl. Um, he okay. must be Facebook user who says Space Ghost was awesome because Carl refuses to give... Facebook authorization to use his name and picture, apparently. <laughs> um, uh, Brad Parnell said this morning he had Raisin Bran. Very, and very good. Andrew very Milden said, I want that now. What does he want now? Does the he want you? the Scarlet Witch, the Green Goblin, the Elvira? The Star Brand comic or the Space Ghost Magnet? I'm... That sounds like a that sounds like a, a game show. <laughs> you know, you know, one of these what days does maybe Andrew... we can start giving stuff away on the channel. What does Andrew want? <laughs> well, we we have given stuff away from time to time, and when our sponsors uh -oh. give us stuff to give away, we'll do it again. Um, Dave. Mattingly says about the Scarlet Witch, I love the magical effects accessories. Yeah. So you can attach the accessories to her hand to make it look like she's casting spells or firing hex bolts. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And 
Jimmy Scales Jr. says, I love Scarlet Witch. And you know what, Willow? I, I just realized something. No, 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 no. I, I made the deal that if we hit 10,000 Facebook likes on our page or 5,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel, that my next cosplay would be Scarlet Witch, a gender bend Scarlet Witch. So we're, we're, we're right at 7,000 likes on our Facebook page. Okay. <laughs> so I could be in trouble. Chris Let's Vaglio. Yeah. Chris Vaglio says, morning, everyone. Chris Vaglio is the awesome super host of the Chris and Amanda song swap showdown every Monday morning. They go live like we do on Saturday, but they talk about songs that both they, they think the other host is not heard and they rate the songs on a scale of one to five records. So Ooh, I like that. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Facebook user says Saturday trip to Ollie's. Thanks says my wallet. You're welcome. <laughs> Chris Vaglio says, did you see the new black hole figures? I, I saw them announced. Our sponsor, Entertainment Earth, has them. But I um, I haven't gotten them. Um, Willow, did you ever see the black hole, the Disney movie from the 80s? No. no. Aubrey, did you ever see it? No. It is the most depressing movie ever made. <laughs> Everyone dies. Not what Spoiler I was alert. expecting you to say. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Everyone dies. Oh, no wonder. Yeah, yeah. Chris Vaglio says, I like that rationale. Mm -hmm. I, I think talking about collecting the pops, Willow. You're not collecting pops. You're collecting Elvira. <laughs> so there you go. Um. Dave Mattingly says, I once tried to get into a convention of 3,000 people that sold out in 11 seconds. Whoa. San Diego? That could be Liberty Con. Oh. Liberty Con. Yeah, in... San Diego is a lot bigger than 3,000. Yeah. Liberty Con is a um, Tennessee convention in Chattanooga. Um, they had tickets go on sale two weeks ago while I was at Imaginarium and literally literally they sold out in less in, in less than 10 minutes. Whoa. Yeah. It, it is crazy. You, you got to like fight to get into that convention. Well, our, uh, our big convention in October is already announcing their guests. So. Ooh, so ahead of time. But that's good. How does the SAG after strike affect uh, Canadian conventions? Yes. Um, so I think it's similar to what uh, podcasters are allowed to do. They they aren't allowed to promote new and newer works, but uh, allowed to invite uh, guests who have already previously done work. Uh, the guest that they announced so far is uh, Sean Austin. Okay. All right. Yeah, he's so, he's not doing I mean, anything. So that's funny. So Carl Witzman says, "Nice Aubrey, that is a cool collectible." Talking about the Space Ghost 
magnet. And Dave Mattingly says, I love the whole new universe. Star, mm. Star Brand was a blast. So, Dave, my favorite were Cyforce and DP7. But um, there was a whole, there was a whole line of I think six or seven titles. They were all fun. Um, yeah, and Dave says Starbrand was sort of a real world Superman. Hmm. And as That's he says, cool. my favorite was DP Seven as well. So Dave Mattingly says my new universe title was DP Seven. That was a very 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 cool title. Um, and then he he corrects me i had forgotten that starbrand did appear in quasar about 15 or 20 years ago there was a rift between the universes and he came over in the quasar title that nobody read that's pretty cool yeah he was uh redefined as earth's planetary immune system and would choose a host during extinction level events and Dave Mattingly says, Spider-Man's wedding inspired me to propose to my darling back in the day. Oh, Aww, sweet. Pete. <clears throat> this is funny. Johnny will cosplay as the Scarlet Wicks. Or Scarlet Wiz. Wiz. The Scarlet Wiz. Wicks was a... No, Wicks is a website development company. I was thinking, what's that cereal? Uh, Kicks. Mm. Oh, that was pretty good. Have you had that cereal? How long has it been? It's been a long, long, long time. Mm. Kids, people with kids, they have kicks a lot. Yep. Yep. And uh Chris Vaglio says Scarlet Witch rules, and he <laughs> he reiterates Chris and Amanda's song swap showdown. Ooh. It's uh really, really cool. Um Wow. So, and he says, wow, that was fast that I acknowledge that. Um, <laughs> all right. So, oh, Dave Mattingly says about his wife, tomorrow would have been our 35th anniversary. Sadly, he lost his wife about two years ago. We love you, Dave. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's all of our comments. So we are going to take a deep dive into Saturday Morning 101. And Willow, we are getting to the end of this series. Here's what we have done. For those of you who are just joining us, over the last, what, 10 weeks, we have taken a look, remembered, and kind of dissected what we consider the Saturday morning essentials to understand the Gen X Saturday morning experience. And Willow, I know you're early. I'm millennial. kind of in the middle. It's like, it, it seems like nobody can really uh, make up their minds whether or not I'm part of Gen X or. <laughs> when when or were Gen you born? 82. Yeah, you're Gen X. <laughs> You're Gen Anyone born up to 85 is considered Gen X. You're just late Gen X. So uh, love that. So we we put out a poll, Aubrey, on our Facebook channels. And hey, what, are, what do you consider the essentials of Saturday morning? And so that's what we've been covering the last 10 weeks. And with a, with a few that I added because people had forgotten about them, like the Croft shows and, and a few others. 
But one that kept coming up along with Johnny Quest was Space Ghost. And Space Ghost was a Hanna-Barbera superhero created by um, uh, Toth. Um, Is it uh, Bill Toth? Um, Where did it go? Alex Toth. Alex Toth. Oh, my gosh. That was bad. Um, Created by Alex Toth, who is the same guy who created the visual models for Johnny Quest. Mm -hmm. So um, Space Ghost is a spacefaring superhero with kind of adaptable powers. I mean, his main powers are the uh, powers of flight, invisibility, and he can shoot solar rays from his gauntlets. And He's got a lot of gauntlet powers. Yeah. And um, there's, I think, freeze rays, and and there's all like there's all kinds of different um, powers in the gauntlets, and he has some measure of super strength. He is accompanied on his missions by two teenage characters, and I always get these mixed up: um, Jan and Jace, and their mom, monkey Blip. I was telling Aubrey and and Willow before we went on air. I always mix these three up with Zan and Jaina and Gleek from the Super Friends, also a Hanna-Barbera property. And I got to say that the Wonder Twins were definitely probably modeled after Jan and Jace. No doubt. Space Ghost existed in a shared Hanna-Barbera universe but never really crossed over very much. Only on a couple of occasions did he cross over one time meeting the Herculoids in in the 80s as part of the Space Stars series. Mm -hmm. And and another time they crossed over with Teen Force. And this is is Jan um, with Kid Kid Comet. Yeah, Kit Comet. Yeah, and um, so I I loved Space Ghost. To me, he is like the quintessential superhero. And here's what I didn't know, Aubrey. I didn't realize that the series debuted in 1966. He was voiced by Gary Owens. Does anyone know that name? Do you know why you know that name? If, If you were a child of the of Gen X, you remember Gary Owens as the voice of Martin and Rowan's Laugh-In, but he also did these appearances. Do you remember The Great Space Coaster? Yes. The TV show The Great Space Coaster? He no. did. He did the voice of Gary Gnu. And Gary Gnu, huh. he, he would always have only one headphone on, and he, and he would hold it. No good news is good good news. And and that was that was um that was his kind of trademark. That was um that was Gary Owen's trademark is that he would you know put one hand over his ear and had this really distinctive voice and it was perfect for Space Ghost. This really big voice and no no, no I, I can't do it but you know um, but he was perfect for Space Ghost. And he voiced Space Ghost in the first iteration of the series. 
And because he was a fixture throughout the 80s, came back during the 1980s when they did the Space Stars in 1981, and Gary Owens reprised the role as Space Ghost once again. Now, I know yeah, Aubrey... Space Stars was pretty cool. What's that? I said the Space Stars was pretty cool, I have to admit. Yeah, so I loved the Space Stars. This was the series that launched in 1981. It was all brand new shorts for these characters. Uh, Space Ghosts had already been established. The Herculoids was already an established IP. And so pulling them from the 60s into the 80s for all new adventures on the Space Stars was awesome. Um, I love the Herculoids. Igu, Gloop, Gleep, um, Dorno, the boy, uh, Terra. Uh, Xandor, Tundro, and Zok. Yep, and yep. It was hard finding those names just watching it. So I have to say for people who don't like search on the wiki and they don't like have all the deets or have like a book or something with the information, just watching it and trying to understand what the names are. I think it took me like three times each episode to write down the details of these shows, but it was worth it because there's some funny one-liners and there's some sweet moments in there. Yeah, there really are. And the relationship that the family has with these animal creatures on, on their planet is really remarkable. Um, my favorite was Igu, the uh, the rock ape. The, he was my favorite. There's a comical moment with Igu where um, they had brought back the, 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 the Zeus and Medusa, and Medusa was trying to turn him to a rock. And everyone's like, ha, 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 you can't do that. And he makes a funny <laughs> sound like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, and Zok the dragon, you know, um, mm. Tara always rode on Zok the dragon. And, you know, what a terrifying, because we, we don't give Tara enough credit. She, because the Herculoids were super strong, super rugged, probably yep. had super strength never really highlighted the abilities of them over, you know, as much as the uh, creatures, but can you imagine basically wonder woman on the back of a dragon? That's what Tara was on the back of Zock. Yeah, they were, they were pretty uh, dynamite collection of, of characters, honestly. And there was actual love between Tara and her husband. And they, yes. they made a big deal about traveling their whole planet and protecting people and, and creatures along the way. Yeah. Like yeah. everyone just kind of like became part of their family. They just kind of collected them as you see the story going along. And and Space Ghost is, is, is you know, you get blips in between. And then, you know, Dino Boy um, comes into play there. And then the, the teen Space Stars. I mean, oh my gosh, there's so yeah. much to talk about so, with this series. Yeah. So, so let's just kind of run down that. So, on the Space Stars, you had Space Ghost and the Herculoids, and then you had the Galaxy Trio. Um, now, these were originally in the 60s as well. So these were pulled from the 60s for the 81 series. Gravity Girl, Vapor Man, and Meteor Man. Um, and the original 60s show was Birdman and the Galaxy Trio. Um, but strangely enough... Even though they are shown together in this frame, I don't think they ever met. So 
in the Space Stars, though, they brought the Galaxy Trio back for the 1981 series, but then they also introduced Teen Force, Kid mm. Comet, Electra, and Mercury Lad. And um, they had their own special powers. I think it was Moleculad. Moleculad. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry. He was a really cool character. Yeah, he could um, dissolve himself, like disintegrate and travel at the speed of light and reform, kind of teleportation almost. And reform others' molecules. Yeah. That's huge. Like, that is a huge power right there. I wish they had expanded on him just a little bit more. I can't wait to see if he gets resurrected. Well, and Electra, she was a psychic. You know, she was a telepath. But man, was she sexy. Look at that character model. Yowza. Um, anyway, um, so Teen Force, and they had their sidekicks. What what were they called? Do you remember, Aubrey? So those two were the Astromites, and okay. I really couldn't catch their names. Okay. But they were really, really smart and 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 more. More like um, a, a pet as both of them than they were main characters. That was a very interesting. So here's one of the oh, title Uglor. cards. Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay, so Uglor is actually a bad guy that goes in every single one of these shows. Like, I don't know if people know that, but pay attention huh. because Uglor is like the big bad and he digs up other big bads along the way of, of these series. But but they never here's what frustrated me about this show, even as a kid, they never really did that whole Avenger style crossover to fight Uglor. Like a big one? Yeah, I didn't yeah. see one. And and that wouldn't come until the DC Comics Future Quest comic series. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, here was the wacky part of the space stars. This is Space Ace and Astro from the Jetsons with the Astro Mutts, Digger and Dipper. And if if Space Ace looks remarkably like Burt Reynolds, <laughs> it was intentional. Okay, good. I'm glad that wasn't the I wasn't the only one who thought that. Because when this series was out, Burt Reynolds was the biggest movie star of the of the day he was he was really really big then but here's what i think is hilarious space ace and the astro mutts they they are they are flying around the galaxy in a convertible how does that work <laughs> there was so much we did not understand about space travel in the 80s there's so much. Not to mention how many explosions that actually happen in space in these shows. <laughs> I mean, come on. Okay, Space Ghost and 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 his his Teen Force Jason Ace and Blip. They they didn't have balls around their head while they were flying through space. They didn't have a little you know air purifier or anything. They were just flying through space. Well, okay. So let let's talk about packs. that. So let's talk about that for a minute. Okay. So. In the, in the cartoon series, Space Ghost, we never learn how Space Ghost became Space Ghost. He just always was, as far as we know. We, we don't learn how these two teenage kids who are wearing matching uniforms with a Space Ghost emblem end up being 
the teen sidekicks of Space Ghost. Mm -hmm. And it would take um, Alex Ross, the comic book uh, writer and illustrator, uh, to come to DC Comics and do a Space Ghost comic series. And in that comic series, they explain that at one time, Space Ghost was a teen um, prodigy like like uh, Jan and Jace. They all wore the same uniform. It's part of the Space Patrol, uh, basically Space's policemen. And they were massacred. Oh, wow. And, and, and Space Ghost got his powers because his they all wear the same armbands, the same energy bands. But mm -hmm. Space Ghost got powers because one of them, I don't know, exploded or he was caught in radio. I'll have to go back and read it. But he was the survivor of the massacre. And the only other two survivors were Jan and Jace. He, he, he rescued them from the rubble. And that's how they came to work with him. It was kind of a dark origin story. Oh, yeah. But, it is a lot grungier, this series, than people realize, like, in the background. So they came from Interspace Police. Yes. That's the one thing I found, was Interspace Police. So they yeah. all came from there? Yes. That's cool. So Dave Mattingly is wrong when he says, I assume Space Ghost got his powers by <laughs> being <laughs> by a radioactive ghost in yeah. space. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Dave. Mm -mm. Not in this case, unfortunately. So I will say, if there are fans of the sounds, I'm going to pop in and say that if you like uh, watching these old ones in the Herculoid, because I am a Scooby-Doo fan, did you know that the old Scooby-Doo sounds are Bronto? Are hmm. what? Bronto? The, 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 oh, the yeah, in Herculoid, yeah. uh, not, sorry, not in Herculoid. I'm sorry. That was my bad. I was so deep diving Dino in here. Dino, Dino Boy. Boy. Dino Boy. So Dino Boy um, is the other thing Space Ghost was a part of, you know? Yeah. So um, tell me about 60, that. Yeah. That 60 show was originally Space Boy or Space Ghost and Dino Boy. But mm -hmm. again, they never met. They, they never met. They never crossed over. Um, Dino Boy had uh, Bronto and Ugg the caveman and was it a prehistoric world space ghost was in a futuristic space. Now were they in the sh same shared universe? Could dino boy just been on a earth like planet that was still in its, you know, Jurassic development period, like the Herculoids could be, we never know. So we dino boy is in a place called the lost Valley and he actually just gets parachuted from a crashing plane into this place. Like, but this place is totally different than anything out there. And Bronto, like I was saying, Bronto is this little Brontosaurus pup that he decides to make a friend with. And Ugg is a caveman who decides to save him from a saber-toothed tiger when he first gets there. And, and they it, become like buddies. And Ugg is a super super strong caveman. Super like strong. Hulk level strength. And and the reason he's called Ugg Willow, do you know? It's because that's all he says. Uh, Ugg, 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 Ugg. I mean, he does. He does talk. He does. I mean, he's, he's he basically does talk. Groot. 
he's he's very grunty. He doesn't say one. Groot says one word. So I feel like uh, give him a little, a little tiny bit more credit. He has taken care of this little boy, but this boy is wicked smart. Okay, like super onto it. I feel like you know if I had been really able to, and and if there's anybody in the audience who knows, if you know the background of Dino Boy, like that was another thing that I didn't come across easily was who this kid belonged to before he fell out of. Um, but Bronto, because I like the sounds and I like Scooby-Doo, is the original sounds, the old sounds of Scooby-Doo. And if you do like Hanna-Barbera and you've seen the old cartoons, you know there are some running sounds and some bonking sounds and some sounds that are very similar. I'm telling you, these they're all in here. Dino Boy, um, the twins, you know, when the rockets take off, the whoosh sound, all of that. All of that is already there. It's already the sounds that we became familiar with as a kid. When we heard, we were like, oh, is that this show? But then all of a sudden it wasn't. You're like, wait, what show is this? You know, who sound? The Jetson sound, sound you could think of from the boink, 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 you know, the little robots moving around. <laughs> same, <laughs> right? All different kinds of sounds. So the audio was like the same team. And I really love that because it's kind of a continuation of a feeling. Also, the other thing I noticed is there's really happy endings in a lot of them but in dino boy someone actually dies dies like we definitely know he dies he gets crushed to death and they go oh. <laughs> i was like this wait, is wait wait who got, who got who got crushed to death so in 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 dino boy it was um one of the bad guys uh and and it had to do with like mist island one of one of the episodes it was a, one of the Aztec people. He had like a bird like headdress on. And he was just like, he fell down this large area that they had made him fall down. And they're like, mm. and they just left. Had a good day. What the hell? Well, I mean, that's kind of like life in the jungle, right? Oh, right, well. survival. <laughs> survival of the fittest, yeah. Um, so I am trying to download an image and I can't get one that's not Filled with malware. Ugh. I just what want character? something. Well, no, I'll, 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 we'll talk about it in a minute. I got a couple here, so this may suffice. Um, but um, so the other character that that was part of this whole shared universe, there were there was um, Mitor, who mm. was another caveman who had a magic m club that transformed him into like a Superman caveman. Mm -hmm. um, and I loved my tour. Um, but, um, but again, there was never any crossover. And, and until a couple of years ago, um, DC comics did future quest. And this is just one panel. Um, future quest had a massive team up of my tour Space Ghost, Johnny Quest, the Herculoids, the Impossibles. Um, it did feature the Galaxy Trio and the Teen Force, um, Birdman. All of them teamed up to stop a cataclysmic uh, event, and um, it was awesome. It it was the the basically the team up movie that every Hanna Barbera Saturday morning fan always dreamed about. The only bad thing was they should have included 
Scooby and the gang and the Blue Falcon. Because the Blue Falcon was part of that whole 1980s Hanna-Barbera superhero universe. Mm -hmm. And in doing some research, I did learn that Space Ghost appears in this movie. At the very beginning of this movie. Um, He meets Scooby and the gang. And there are some other Space Ghost team-ups worth mentioning. He appeared on uh, Brave and the Bold with Batman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Batman and Space Ghost teamed up in Brave Brave and the Bold. And there are a lot of memes and a lot of jokes that basically Space Ghost is just Batman without the ears. Not really. Space Ghost is more like Superman wearing a Batman cow without the ears. But um, anyway, Willow, so you you watched a couple of uh, the episodes of Space Ghost. I know you watched it when you were... I know I've seen the show previously, uh, like being a kid watching all these uh, reruns of cartoons. Um, You know what? I it's a cute it's a it's a cute cartoon. Um, But I'm sorry I didn't do the deep dive that you two did with this. Well, you've been in a you've been doing a fringe (laughs) festival production. Well. Mm -hmm. So I, I just want to bring up some of the uh, comic book appearances. Space Ghost teamed up with Scooby and the gang in um, Scooby-Doo Team-Up. And um, the Galaxy Trio and Birdman did meet in the comics on the, on the printed page. So there's that. Now, here, here uh, Aubrey, is the really frustrating thing to me. The absolute lack of Hanna-Barbera Saturday morning superhero merchandise and action figures. There was a Space Ghost action figure produced. I've never seen it in the wild. I've looked because I would love to have this on my shelf. There was a Space Ghost Mego produced. This is recent the eight inch Mego with the uh, cloth costumes that, you know, you can remove. Um, and there was a Mezco space ghost figure produced again. I've never seen any of these in the wild. So sure. um, if anyone has a lead on some space ghost action figures. I'll, uh, yeah. Next time I go to out. Toys R Us, I'll keep my eye out. Again, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm mentioning a toy store that you guys missed. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. I, 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 feel I like would Willow be amazed. Like us on a trip, like live, so we can oh. like remember. <laughs> now, I had I had some images saved, but they wouldn't load of some of the Space Ghost villains. So, can we just talk about the villains? Because a lot of them came back for Space Ghost coast to coast the mm. talk show that i tried to stay away from that one completely so i didn't muddle them together oh it's, it's very confusing it's hysterical but we had zorak who was mm-hmm. a race from a race of uh insectoids called dockarians from the planet dockar and zorak really good zorak he becomes space ghosts co-host on Coast to I coast. Know, that's so weird. That's the only thing I know about that show. And then you had the lizard slavers 
who were mm-hmm. a race of reptilian humanoids that capture humans and sell them as slaves. Uh, can we just talk about that in the 1960s? Right. I, I had that on my book. Like, it's still to this day a purveying thing that they put in there. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we had Brack, the feline alien and space pirate. And Brack, Brack was also on Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Uh, and then Moltar, the creator of the Magma Men. And he came back on Space Ghost Coast to Coast. He, you know, he was the one that basically wore the, the, uh, what do you call it? The uh, welding helmet and the big jumpsuit. It looked like he was going down into the sewers to weld connections. Willow's I think... like, I don't no, remember I'm... any of this. <laughs> I'm sorry if I seem a little spacey today, but <laughs> yeah. Okay, I have to say Black Widow. Okay, the Black Widow bad character. Come on, this is I. I can't for the life of me remember. So half asleep, guys. I'm I'm going on four hours. I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but do you you guys know the movie Emperor's New Groove? Yeah. Yes. You remember the bad guy? What's her name? Isma. Like Isma. Thank you. Black Widow sounds like her. She looks like her. She's got the turban. She's got the gaunt face. She's got like I'm telling you. Look at Black Widow. She she just she she emanates Isma. Like if the, if they didn't like if they're not sisters, I don't I don't know what's going on in in the universe because they look identical, different outfits, same like you know ideas, villainy. It's really interesting well, the similarities. I'm, yeah, I'm sure that um, Isma was inspired by the Black Widow, who was later renamed Spider Woman, and who probably you'll never see again because Spider Woman is now trademarked by Marvel Comics. Wait, so. Black, wait, hold on, hold on. You're saying this Black Widow became Spider-Woman? Like they they renamed her Spider-Woman. No. Oh, so she was a bad guy still. Yeah. But but because, because Marvel released Black Widow as a character, they renamed this Black Widow Spider-Woman. And then later, the whole kerfluffle with Filmation and Marvel over Web Woman and Marvel securing the trademark to Spider-Woman... I'm willing to bet that Hanna-Barbera never secured a trademark for their Black Widow or Spider-Woman. Because when's the last time you heard of her? That's true. That's very true. I, I, I can't believe that I didn't know that there was another. Now now I kind of want to make a list of all of the female spider characters. Well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a long list. It's going to be a long list. So... I want to give our our audience some cool homework. So here are the other appearances of Space Ghost. This is a long list. Space Ghost appears in some of the Adult Swim projects in Robot Chicken, episode Suck It. Space Ghost was seen as a member of the Adult Swim Council alongside Peter Griffin from Family Guy and Master Shake from uh, Aqua Teen Hunger for Force. In the Robot Chicken episode, Perfect Hair Forever, he's attacked by a bear and is friends with a shark. Space Ghost appeared in three episodes of The Brack Show, of course. Space Ghost and Zorak make cameos in Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Um, never knew that. Now I'm going to go watch Hunger Teen 
uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Um, and uh, that space ghost is killed by a missile that Meatwad launches. This was Space Ghost's only film appearance because that was a movie. That was a colon movie film for theaters. Okay. Um, but then he appeared in Space Jam, A New Legacy in 2021. He was seen in C-Lab 2021, episode The Predator, where Captain Murphy changes channels along with other Adult Swim shows such as the Brack Show, and so he's seen on the TV. Um, Space Ghost makes a non-speaking cameo in Fantastic Max, the episode The Big Sleep, along with The Great Gazoo and George Jetson. How odd. What is that again? The Fantastic, the show Fantastic Max. And, oh, I'm writing that down. <laughs> it was 1988 to 1990. I never, I've never seen it. Ooh, I've got to watch that now. Yeah. Um, Space Ghost appears in Donnie and Marie. And this was, um, uh, let's see, syndication from September 1998 to May 2000. So I didn't know that Donnie and Marie had a newer show. Oh my gosh, I'm learning all kinds of new stuff here. I love Donnie and Marie. Space Ghost, along with Birdman, appeared in the background in multiple scenes of season four of the Powerpuff Girls titled Members Only. They are shown as members of the Association of World Supermen. Oh my goodness, uh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, he appears as the unseen narrator in the video game Cartoon Network Punch Time Explosion. Ooh. And his comments over the events of the game story um, making several references to Coast to Coast. Um, Space Ghost and his sidekicks appear in the already mentioned Batman, the Brave and the Bold episode, Bold Beginnings, with Gary Owings reprising his role of Space Ghost. And I don't know this for a fact, but I'm going to guess that that was probably Gary Owens' last appearance before he passed away. Now, there was um, multiple Space Ghost voices, too, over there. When, yeah. Well, Gary Owens did the the he did not do Coast to Coast, but he did the 60s animated series. He did the Space Stars and then he came back for Batman Brave and the Bold. That's um, cool. Space Ghost appeared in the Mad TV segment um, called Para Morgan, and he was voiced <laughs> by Tom Kane. Tom Kane may be familiar to you guys because he did the voice of Yoda and uh, Admiral uh, Yazel in uh, the Clone Wars. Ooh, nice. Yeah, Space Ghost appeared in the beginning and several pictures in Hanna-Barbera's um, convention in Scooby-Doo, Mask of the Blue Phantom. I mentioned that. Space Ghost and Blip appeared in the Wacky Races episode, The Wack Stuff. Mm, I remember the wacky, wacky races. Those were good. Yeah. And then, uh, as we mentioned, Space Jam, A New Legacy. Um, Space Ghost appeared in the Jellystone episode, Bleep. Um, he was riding around in his Phantom Cruiser when a spaceship containing Bleep and his hot sauce irradiated clones 
that were created by Cindy Bear crashed into Space Ghost's Phantom Cruiser, much to his annoyance. So Jellystone, I don't remember the show. This was on HBO Max, um, July 29th, 2021. So this was kind of like an adult swim show for HBO Max. I did not know about this. I'm going to have to go find that. And then, uh, of course, his own show, uh, Space Ghost Coast to Coast. But in the 10th episode of the CW's Flash first season, titled Revenge of the Rogues, at timestamp 12 minutes and 6 seconds, you see Space Ghost Coast to Coast. So there you go. And and to answer your question, um, Aubrey, the voice actors were Gary Owens from 1966, 1982, and 2011. So Space Ghost, Space Stars, and Batman Brave and the Bold. George Lowe from 1994 to present. So he did Space Ghost Coast to Coast, Cartoon Planet, Brack Show, all of them. Andy Merrill did Space Ghost 1995 to 1999 on Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Um, so that's the voice of people. a lot of people know, too. Well, so George Lowe also did Space Ghost Coast to Coast. So there were two different ones. Um, Tom Kane in Mad, Michael Berger, uh, 2018 Wacky Races, and Paul F. Tompkins, 2022 in Jellystone. But the three main actors are Gary Owens, George Lowe, and Andy Merrill. So there nice. you go. Oh, good to know. So, he, so he didn't make an appearance in Harvey Birdman. For some reason, I thought he did. No, no. That That's the frustrating thing is that there's all this opportunity for crossover and cross-pollination, and they just never do it. I don't know what the deal is with uh, Hanna-Barbera. It's a, it's a Warner Brothers thing. Mm-hmm. Well, two more details about the Hercules, the Herculoids before we move on from them completely. Okay. Um, so I don't know if anybody remembers the show very well, but if you did like it, the Herculoids live on the planet Quasar, which is mentioned throughout comic books in the universe of comic books mil- multiple times. So you take that into consideration. And the fact that they are supposedly the time they're coming to us a thousand years in the future. Okay. So people like to like try to line up timelines with all of the, you know, Barbaras and everything like that. Uh, The other thing is that a thousand to 500 years, it was a little bit foggy, the details in the episode. So get back to me if anybody knows, but there was an ancient people that lived on this planet that had this huge settlement. And, you won't ever believe, guys, what they were. Um, they they were wiped out. This whole planet was wiped out by allergies. A whole what? existence of people wiped out by a by a trumpet flower, a pink trumpet flower, <laughs> before before the Herculoids lived there. This so, whole so Barbie pollen. <laughs> yep yep (laughs) barbie pollen they took them out the whole intellectual race and then you know now we've got the herculoid so i love to say intellectual race we're 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 allergic to everything it would would surprise me to to be taken out by a 
pink flower. <laughs> they, they, they literally came back to the planet in one of the episodes and, and the leader, the father, um, he just decided to just blow the top of, of one at them. And they just were like, ah! they just got in their ship and ran. <laughs> now, you guys, we have a lot of comments and leave it to Brad Parnell, who is always on deck to kind of steer Johnny in the right direction when he gets something wrong. Because oh. I don't remember this and I didn't find any reference to these episodes in our research because I didn't. I didn't watch every episode. I didn't have time to watch every episode, but I, I watched some of my favorites. Um, but Brad Parnell says, in episode 19 and 20 of the original 1966 Space Ghost series, had mm -hmm. cameos from the mighty Mitor, Moby Dick, the whale. Um, there was a whole series, Willow, about Moby Dick, the white whale, and his teenage sidekick. The Herculoids and Shazan. Shazan was the genie. Mm -hmm. um, those are my favorite. I never, I don't remember those. So you know what I'm doing after this show? As Johnny recuperates from heat exhaust, heat exhaustion, I'm going to be watching those episodes because mm -hmm. I don't, I don't remember them. And uh, Brad Parnell does says you can get a Space Ghost figure in the Funko, Funko sodas. I will Ooh. be on the hunt for that. I love Funko sodas. And I collect, I don't collect Funko sodas, but I do collect characters who've been immortalized in Funko sodas. And Facebook user says, dude, if I see those Space Ghost action figures, I will buy two, got your back. Aww. Good luck. I love that. <laughs> um, and there are Space Ghosts and Brack pop figures from Funko, um, says Brack. Now, so, golly, we got so many comments here. Um, all right, I'm going to try and back up here. So, okay, so Brad corrected me that he did that Space Ghosts did meet the Herculoids back in the 60s. So, in mm -hmm. the 60s and the 80s, they did cross over. But, you know, that's that one, those two moments. There, there was a much bigger opportunity that um was really really wasted um and uh everyone's remembering gary owens and chris and amanda's song swap showdown remembers gary doing gary ganu no ganus like good ganus um <laughs> facebook user says jan should not hop on a space cycle with strange boys in oh, right. that's true. She did have fun that with kids. Yeah, yeah. So so we're referring to um when she is on the back of Kid Comet's space cycle, which again, the, the teen force, they're riding around on motorcycles in space with with no like no air filter. <laughs> right. how, how does that work? How does that work? They are immune to this space atmosphere. I guess. Or lack thereof. <laughs> it's their inter-space their, their inter police abilities. <laughs> and Chris Vaglio reminds me, it's Gleep, not Blip. Gleep. So, you know, we. I, I guess, I, I don't know. We. I just, no, I always confuse it, them. 
Flip is the is the monkey. I'm pretty sure, guys. Well, but but okay. Hold on, hold on. Let's see here. We're going back to <laughs> the Wikipedia page. Yeah, let's let's verify. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's Flip. So, Gleep um, and Gloop are the um, are the guys in the uh, in the Herculoids. No, that's Bleep and Bloop. Okay, Blip is the monkey. Mm -hmm. Gleep is the monkey on Super Friends with oh? Jan and Zena. That's what I'm saying. I get them confused. And apparently so did Chris Vaglio. Um, he recaps your story of Dino Boy. Boy named Todd parachutes into the uh, unknown South American Valley. The Valley of what it, was it called? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it was the Lost Valley. The Lost. So I don't even. I think it's lost out of time too. To be honest yeah. with you, having watched it, you know what? Like for our time. So I watched it when I was a kid, and and it's one of those series that I always forget about. I always forget about it. I need to go back and and uh, look at that. One of those old school ones, and it's definitely got the disco sounds in it, guys. So that's one thing that I forgot to mention. If you like disco, okay, if you like action and a little bit of disco mixed in, every single one of these this the space stars, Dino Boy, um, Space Ghost, Herculoids all of them have this background kind of you know disco going on in there. So there is a classic meme. Where Space Ghost's Phantom Cruiser um, runs into Wonder Woman's invisible jet. And they're like, What do you mean you didn't see me? Ah, ah, ah. And um, let's see. Brad Cornell says, If I can drink warm Coke, I can make a belch that sounds like Ego, <laughs> the rock ape from the Herculoids. Brad, we might have to have you on the show just to have you demonstrate that for us. <laughs> Chris Vaglio is apparently a fan of Birdman. And um, he he does agree that, yes, they missed an opportunity here. He says, nope, they missed an opportunity, but he's agreeing with me. Hanna-Barbera has missed a huge opportunity for this shared universe. And Sounds like they're going to have to get a like bring these shows back. And yeah, I, I think Teen Force needs to come back, especially. Like they didn't really expound on a, that as much as they could. Teen Force has some amazing powers. I want to know more about Molecular Lab and Electra. I'm just saying they're pretty cool. Dave Mattingly says about space Astro and the Space Mutts, Space Ace and the Space Mutts, that it's Cannonball Run in space. Because, <laughs> you know, Burt Reynolds, Cannonball Run. You, anyway. <laughs> and and Chris Vaglio says force field. Yes. So that's what it is. They, mm. they, they all have force field. Space Ghost <laughs> has a force field. Uh, we know that, that Space Ghost and Jan and Jace have force fields. They they activate them in the show. So mm -hmm. they can fly through space with the force field. Great. But we never see Teen Force or Space Ace activate a force field. And for that matter, there was the Wacky Races in space in the 80s, which was a horrible show. <laughs> but they they were flying spaceships, con you know, convertible spaceships through space. And, you know, 
like just hanging out on the side of the spaceship in you know the vacuum of space now we have to understand that a lot of these shows were made prior to the first moon landing so truly we didn't understand a lot about outer space but there's no excuse for that in the 80s when we know what happens when a space suit becomes decompressed you know Oh. I'm trying very hard not to make a rude comment here. I'm sorry. The magic of cartoons. <laughs> Although Dave Mattingly does say space babes love convertibles and motorcycles. Motorcycles. And and Chris Vaglio says maybe they can breathe by using the force. I mean, Superman can hold his breath in space. And maybe mm. they have the same ability, says Chris Vaglio of Chris and Amanda's Song Swap Showdown. You know, I, Chris, you're not helping. <laughs> okay, but if they're not from our planet, I I assume that it, they can breathe it out in space because, well, maybe the, the, that they're just different entities. I don't know. I will so, say if you like robots real quick. <laughs> robots that purvey in almost every episode look disturbingly the same slight variations their arms are like kind of long and have rounded joints and their heads are kind of dome and their bodies are like little silver canisters i mean i i, I like doctor who so if you know what i'm talking about <laughs> then you'll understand why that one little thing moving around kind of creeps me out a little bit <laughs> So Brad Darnell adds, I can't speak for Hanna-Barbera shows, but DC's Legion of Superheroes had invisible transuits that they used in space, which were an excuse for the writers and artists to ignore that they were in space. I, you know what? I, I'm, I'm, I'm going there with you. And Brad Parnell mentioned two that I just kind of briefly mentioned in the future quest. Uh, he says, my favorites of all of those old Hanna-Barbera shows was Frankenstein Jr. and The Impossibles. So Frankenstein Jr. was this giant robot controlled by this uh, young boy. Um, and, um, you know, I don't know why they called him Frankenstein. I don't know why they called him a junior, but they did. And he was really epic. He appeared in Future Quest. Um, and The Impossibles was... Um, these three, they were kind of loosely based on the monkeys. They they were a rock band, a pop rock band that double had double lives as superheroes. So they would travel across the country doing their concert tour, and in every city they came to, they they encountered some kind of criminal element. And there was Multi Man, Coil Man, and um, Water. What, what did they call him? Aquaman, not Aquaman, Aqua. There was a, a water character. He could change into water. Coil man turned into coils and multi-man created multiple versions of himself. And every episode ended with them doing a concert performance. I'm, I'm going to have to write this one down too. I've, I've never heard of it. I feel like I've, uh, I have a vague memory of seeing this. I'm yeah, sure. The Impossibles... <laughs> were really cool. I really love the impossibles, but um, I, I don't until future quest, they were in the, the, uh, the series future quest. 
Um, I don't know that I would have considered them part of the uh, shared universe. So here you can see Coil Man in the background, just above the car hood. Multi Man yep. is actually driving the car, and you see three of him in the car, and he used a shield. And then this is the uh, the water character, Aqua. I, I don't know what they called him. Someone look that up real quick. Help me out. That's going to drive me crazy. Like a woman. Fluid, fluid man. Fluid man is what they call him. God, you know what? I don't really? like that. I don't like that name. I don't like the word fluid. <laughs> Just like the word moist. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan. That's why I've forgotten it. That's why I locked it out of my head. Because I know that I know they called multi multi man. They just nicknamed him multi. That's what and and coil man. They they would call him coily. What 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 would they call fluid man? Fluey. No. Use your fluids. <laughs> we broke Aubrey. <laughs> Brad is is just encouraging you. There, voice <laughs> man sounds much worse. <laughs> yep. Moist man, do you have a cowlet? <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I mean, what what is fluid man gonna do? Dump his fluids all over the floor? Willow's like right. questioning all of her life choices right now. We we may not be back on next Saturday, but don't get mad at us. It's not our fault. We didn't write them. Zentron. So many innuendo, so little time. Zentron says it's not unusual, really. In Galaxy High, they never explained why even the humans could breathe in space. Yeah, that drives me crazy, Zentron. Look, I, I'm a I'm a fan of science fiction and fantasy, and I don't care what the explanation is. I don't care how outlandish it is. Just give me an explanation. That's all I ask for. That's all I ask for. Um, and let's see. Oh my God, this is an actual line from The Impossibles. Spray them with your fluids, fluid no. man. <laughs> I think I think that has some connections to rule 34. <laughs> yep. Oh <laughs> do not Google that. Do not Google. <laughs> oh my god, guys. That's just the episode. Okay, okay. 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 <laughs> Um, so, so a little on the on the subject of weird lines. One of the reasons why I had to tell you guys that um, Moleculad was was so great, because his one-liner when uh, Electra kind of like took her powers from her helmet or her head or whatever that she like shoots to the ground, she makes it slower for them to fall down. In this one scene when they're getting away from the bad guys. And molecular molecular goes, that's the gentlest put down a girl has ever gave me. All right. I love that. I love that. 
And goes, thank you. <laughs> Dave Mattingly makes a great comparison. He says the Impossibles reminded him of the Super Globetrotters, and absolutely one hundred percent, they were both Hanna Barbera. Yeah, the Globetrotter cartoon. Oh my gosh! Wait, I I'm afraid to even put this comment up here. But Brad Parnell says, "Get ready." <laughs> Because Aubrey's about oh, to be broken okay, again. Okay, okay. Put down your cup. <laughs> I put down the coffee. I put down the coffee. Brad Parnell says, dampen them with your moisture, moist man. And Zentron says, yeah, the innuendos with fluid man can get a little sticky. All right, yep. ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the final episode of Back of the Cereal Box. Oh, Johnny, what do you have in mind for next week? <laughs> so next week, we are going to do Thundar the Barbarian. Okay. Yeah, so Thundar the Barbarian, and then the last episode in this series is going to be set in the far future of 2022, the Jetsons. Oh, I can't wait. That was one of my favorite when I was little. I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah. So we're going we're gonna to talk about the Jetsons in the last episode of the series. And then the next series we're going to do is we're, we're going to take a deep dive into some Godzilla, Kaiju, Big Stompy Ooh. Robots, Saturday afternoon matinee movies. Okay. Oh no, I have to watch some Godzilla films. <laughs> are are you a Godzilla fan, Willow? Enjoy them. Um, yeah. So it, it was. You know what? I watched the. Um, I actually have pictures of uh, when um, they showed the um, uh, couple of those films on TV yeah, back in the eighties. So it's. Well, I'm I'm gonna give you a, a, a heads up. Um, Pluto TV has a Godzilla channel for free, and it is called Godzilla. A lot of and then a lot of the movies are on demand on Pluto and Tubi for okay. free. And I know that's a big big deal for all of us right now. Free, free. If it's free, it is for me. Um, so you'll be able to um, check that out. Check that out. And so, I'm going to do a deep dive for you guys and see if I can track down my old science teacher, Mr. Leeds. And he was the Godzilla fanatic in your He life. was the Godzilla fanatic. He actually was one of the uh, writers for the Godzilla uh, magazine back in the 90s. Ooh, oh, I don't know. Awesome. I don't know if he still does it. That's the it, that's the thing. Like well, I, There is still a fan magazine, so it's okay. it's online now. But it, it is there. So, and I think he actually was one of the uh, start uh, the founders of the Godzilla um, convention. So, uh, I could be awesome. wrong, but uh, I, I will track uh, I will track him down for this. Awesome. Well, guys, we are thirty five minutes over time. How, how does this happen? Since since Aubrey came on board, we keep going longer and longer because she actually like takes deep dive 
like gets obsessively into these properties. I love that. I love that. It makes it more fun for everybody, including the audience. And if you are in the audience and you have enjoyed this program, and if you want to contribute to help us um, produce more, um, check us out at buymeacoffee.com slash cereal box pod. And it's here. Oh, here it is. Running along the bottom, buymeacoffee.com slash cereal box pod. Continue to post comments on this video. We will respond to them as we're able throughout the week. Uh, mm -hmm. Share this with everyone you know and everywhere you know. Uh, Aubrey, since you came on board, I'm just going to give you um, a little, little inside baseball. Since you came on board, our YouTube views have jumped 600%. Yeah, yeah. So um anyway, you everybody loves a redhead. <laughs> this, they're they're not wrong. You're not wrong, Willow. Um and, and you can listen to this episode on audio if that's your jam, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google, all of the podcast uh, audio platforms. Watch us on Facebook and YouTube. And um if you like the show, contribute. Uh Aubrey. What are you doing next Saturday, hmm. the 4th? Do you want to go to Bowling Green Comic Book and Anime Con with me? I kind of like that idea. Let, let's talk. Um, Willow, you got one more performance tonight? Of tonight La La is Lucy. our last performance. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm excited. So we'll see what happens with, you know, La La Lunacy. Guys right there at the All About Theater. Today at 1 p.m. That's fantastic. Next Saturday is the Bowling Green comic and anime show. So and cool. uh, we got some cool celebrity guests who are going to be joining us there. Um, I don't know what Matt Lentz is going to be able to talk about because he's mm -hmm. from Ms. Marvel and there's a actor strike going on, but He's going to be there. Um, and then the very next weekend, August 12th and August 19th, I return to the Palace Theater as Johnny Beyond in Beyond Smoke and Mirrors. And uh, you can get tickets at johnnybeyond.com. Uh, and just so that you guys know, if you are active duty, military, police, firefighter, first responder, you and your entire family get in free. That was so cool you did that, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we want to honor you guys, and that's our gift to you. Uh, Willow, I want to see some video on uh, your magic tricks there, Johnny. Well, so the the video of the first show is available to our Patreon subscribers. If you go to johnnybeyond.com in, uh, in my little Krylon here, um, you can become a, a Patreon member there and get exclusive mm -hmm. access to all of the uh, live performances. But um, yeah, that's a, a Patreon exclusive. So, so uh, Aubrey, where can people follow, find, and support you? You can find me on Instagram at Donning Even Kate. That's primarily where I am. If you have any questions about crafting, geekdom, I do tarot and I do face painting for public events and cosplaying. 
That's fantastic. And Miss Willow, you're everywhere online, but where can people find you? Well, if I'm not uh, photographing or recording any video for the local uh, theater or convention uh, conventions, I am online making silly videos for uh, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. <laughs> that's, fan that's fantastic. And as I mentioned before, you can follow and find and support us at backofthecerealbox.fun or my website, johnnybeyond.com. But um, this show is found at backofthecerealbox.fun. So with that, everyone, um, I want to leave us with um, a shout out to two of our sponsors, uh, Comic Books for Kids and Pokeballs by Crayley. And uh, so we'll let these sign us out. Until the next time, love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the back of the cereal box. Check this out. Comic Books for Kids provides comic books to kids in hospitals and cancer centers across the U.S. It's a place where we can all work together to make sure every child has a comic book. 100% of all proceeds go towards the kids. It's about making a difference, and while they're in the hospital, allowing them to fly like a superhero, battle dragons, or rescue teddy bears. We are in every state in the country and now support over 160 hospitals. Every month, we add more. Visit cb4k.org. Uh-oh. Pokemon love cereal. Hi, I'm Crayley from Pokeballs by Crayley. You probably recognize me from appearing on various shows on the Cereal Box Network. For the month of July 2023, I will be running a very special collection. I am teaming up with the network to do a special breakfast-themed collection. So go to CrayleyVaness.com, and featured right there on my store page is the breakfast collection, because Pokemon love breakfast. Most of them love it as much as Pikachu likes that ketchup bottle. You know what I'm talking about. So again, that's C-R-A-Y-L-E-V-A-N. EST.com, or you can hit the link in the description wherever you're finding this video. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Have a great week. We'll catch you on the back of the cereal box. Love you, mean it.